0: We are going to give you access like no one has ever seen before. We're having Jet Lawrence bring you through a perfect race day in San Diego. We'll take you inside the Honda rig to show you what race day looks like from the fastest 250 rider alive. You can be a part of this first-of-its-kind interactive experience only inside the Moto Academy app.
1: Hey, we're back. Another episode of Moto Academy. Wish I could hear myself in my headphones, but I can't. Well, at least I can hear Cam. Life what is episode unfair. is this, Cam? Life isn't fair. Oh, shoot. A 26 or 27? Don't believe that, but that's okay. Guys, first of all, let me apologize. It's Has it been a while? It's been a while. It's definitely been a while. Okay. Unintentional. We still plan to be... We still are and plan to be the number one podcast in motocross. So, the problem is i'm a little busy the bigger problem is there's so many moving parts as far as trying to figure out where i am at one given time we're fixing that i am we're like there's a lot happening i I pretty much can't say anything without giving away a lot of secrets but we're trying to find a permanent location for the podcast. Once we do that, shoot, we'll be recording like nobody's business. But for now, it's difficult. Like, look, at I'm if, if you guys could see what Cam was seeing, it looks like I'm just in 60 mile an hour winds. I'm out of my balcony. We're doing our best. So what's been up, up the last couple of weeks? Hmm. Like, where have you been? Why? Be- hmm. Well, the classes have started again. So boom, we're plugging it right off the bat. Go to tour.themotoacademy.com, sign up for our class for gosh sakes. But the 2023 tour started, so I've been traveling a good bit, mixed in with my full-time riding program. So this is where it gets difficult because I'm riding every single day and the only days I'm not riding are when I'm hopping. In fact, there are days that I'm riding and then getting to the airport as quickly as possible doing a class, coming back, riding more and more. Because the day that this is being recorded, I have a week and four days until Houston. Dude, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I have that quick, came huh? quick. There was one point where I'm like, oh, plenty of time. Because it was like eight, I remember it was like eight weeks. I'm like, oh, it's just, or six weeks. It's never gonna get here, we got plenty of time. now. Now we're a week out, don't have graphics yet, just sent my suspension out to get done today sent it to the florida location thinking that was the obvious thing to do and as soon as i sent the gun case with the suspension i emailed factory connection and said hey guys just letting you know i just sent it to the florida location They goes oh that's a seven day we're backed up seven days there right now it it needs to go to new hampshire and i was like oh no so might not have suspension And if not, then I got to put my suspension from a practice bike in a gun case, fly to Houston with it. And it really turns into this big big ordeal that I don't want to have happen. But I've been riding my dirt bike like crazy. And I'm getting pretty good at it. I think. I mean, that's good. Uh, There's so much that's happened, actually. I hired Ryan Sipes for a day. Yes. For some one-on-one training, which is funny. I've never done that in my life. Oh, for you. So... For me. Oh. Yeah. Well, Ryan Sipes did do a class for Moto Academy in Las Vegas yesterday, was it? Yep. Or two days ago with Coach James. And then he went on Pulp MX, and I think he maybe talked about it a little bit on Pulp, which is cool, but did a class in Vegas, had a bunch of students out there, like 30 or 35 students for that class. Apparently, it went really well, other than it being super windy for those guys. But two days before that, I hired Ryan to train me. Hmm. on the super cross track so he came out to the dog pound and uh, i think he spent three hours with me it was really really interesting all we did was work corners and we we kind of worked on finding some speed and where the speed came from and kind of the entire topic of the day became my vision and my vision was the problem which was really not super surprising but it was just interesting because what was happening is i've kind of reached the i had definitely been stuck in like a speed plateau since i started training it was a like huge ramp up of progression and then it felt like i was plateaued for quite a while because i wasn't trying to go fast anymore i was just more so just trying to do more laps but then that sort of reached a plateau as well and now it's like okay well i gotta I, i've got to find some speed here And as soon as Ryan started working with me that day, it was like the first 60, 70% of the turn was amazing. That last 20, 30, 40% of the turn, I would screw up. And I had clear goggles on so you could see where my eyes were and he described it as, he kept saying I was running over my eyes, which meant that I was good at picking a spot, looking past it, picking a spot, looking past it. But when it came to that last part of the turn, it it, which is all by the way normally the most technical part of the turn i would just stare at it until i got to it and rode by it so i'd run over the point that i was looking at Hmm. and so it was making as i was trying to go faster it was making everything come at me a million miles an hour and as soon as i learned to attack the turn at speed and then look beyond that last point in the corner is when the speed like came and it came easily and what's been really cool and i'm glad that i mean it's Pretty amazing that this has happened this way we did that session i think i've trained for three days since then all three days have been with like kind of different groups of riders and just everybody's like where how are you going so fast all of a sudden Hmm. i've like instantly pieced it together in my motos around the whole track like it was like i got speed in one day which is very very abnormal i think it was just that i had been riding both so far below my limit for so long that i just like upped it so much and all all it required was knowing where to look as weird as that sounds well that's weird that's weird i just i've i've gone think about it i mean i've ridden for the last let's say at least the last six years probably longer going slow in my opinion slow so now that i want to go faster like i you have to recalibrate and and think about where you're supposed to look at certain times or else everything comes at you way way too fast so i think i just needed that one day of him just reminding me of that and boom i'm just suddenly faster that's really interesting
0: that's really interesting it's also like you know it's it's a good reminder that even trainers can use it. You know, like people would probably think in your shoes it's like, well, if you're teaching everybody else how to ride, like why would you need to be taught how to ride? But it's like how is it different? You know what I mean? How is it different to have someone there watching you? Wish we could
1: you? have filmed it. Wish we could have filmed it. It's so <laughs> different. I I mean, having somebody There's nothing that Ryan could have told me that I wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, I know. But it was just like, first of all, having somebody there to force me to really try and go fast in the turns. That was step one. And that was really my first day of like just breaking the corners apart and just trying to actually add speed. We would do technique work, we would do our our motos, we would do our sprints, but there was never really any like dedicated section work for speed. And as soon as he had me do that, it was like we just had these instant realizations of holy crap, these are the couple of things that I need to work on. Another thing that I actually changed, and this is very like situational, was sitting earlier. In On a smooth supercross track, to actually attack it fast, the standing deep into the corner, like what I would do in most situations, is definitely not the fastest way. Uh, unless the track's completely hammered but on your normal supercross track, you need to get your transition to the seat a little sooner so you can just start that turn. Oh, and another huge thing. He told me that my goal is to enter so fast that I don't have to get on the throttle until the last 30% of the turn, like at all. Literally coast until the last 30% of the turn. And that sounded a little backwards to me. I think that's something that you would only tell a really high level person. But once he told me that, I was entering so fast, where I'm like, this doesn't feel right, this doesn't feel right. And then I would just coast, 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 and then I would only have to get on the throttle right at the end. And the benefit to that is I didn't have to, and I see this from beginners as well, I didn't have to like modulate the throttle in the interim. So for that whole first half of the turn, or the clutch for that matter, or really even the front brake, I just kind of like threw it in there to the end, carrying that momentum, and then just got on the throttle at the end of the corner. Super interesting. And it worked. But the alternative isn't
0: so if you were telling me, someone my level, some amateur
1: guy, why what would look different, right? You'd have to get in the throttle probably more at like the 30% mark in the turn as opposed to the 80% mark, because there's just no way that the average person could enter that fast and be comfortable with it. I think that's why you wouldn't give that advice to the normal person, because it's just, it takes a long time to build. He was having me enter the corner so fast, it just, it felt very scary. It just felt like there's no way that I'm gonna be able to stay in this thing. Hmm. Now, it was working. And I posted that clip on Instagram of me, like hitting that left-hander into the whoops. I was like dragging handlebar and it didn't really feel that way. And I was able to just do it over and over again.
0: Now were you just working like a rutted corner or do you th- do you think that applies everywhere?
1: I definitely think it's situational a little bit the qu- the the track that day it sat for it was left rough from the day before so the ruts were pretty deep they were pretty hard ruts uh, and we worked we worked like seven different turns, all of which were somewhat similar but the same technique worked in in all of those turns and we went to the bottom pad today so the other super cross track and I was applying the same technique today and actually I was able to get you know by the shop where you hit the whoops on the bottom pad 90 degree right and then like Jet and Hunter would triple in yes. from that tight little turn got that so oh, I've wow. been able to jump that since which is cool wow yeah. yeah so we're getting it slowly but surely so what do you think You're
0: a week and a half out from Houston. You don't have graphics, you don't have suspension. Got nice gear,
1: but. I have nice gears. Fox just sent a huge box to my house in Virginia. (laughs) Probably with the old logo on. Uh, So it probably, yeah. uh, So what are we we thinking? Okay, so this isn't a goal. And in fact, this isn't even an expectation. I'm gonna try to give an outsider's, if I was, not me, Right now, I'm going to pretend I'm not me. Mm. Based on what I've looked like and who I'm, how I'm stacking up against the other guys there, I think that I would say I absolutely make the main event straight out of the heat race, and probably right around 12th to 15th in the main. Great, I'd be happy with that. I'd be I'd well, be more than happy with that. I it, there's a part of there's a part of me that thinks that I could do way better than that. And there's a part of me that thinks that I might show up to the race and still have that same mentality on the starts of like uh nah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I don't know.
0: That'll be the if only talk, thing. That'll be the only thing that holds you back this year is your head.
1: Yeah, which I don't know i mean i i can decide if i don't want my head to hold me back but then there's a part of me that's like oh if my if there's so many parts of me saying shut it down then i kind of just feel like i need to just shut it down but if that's the case then that might just be my sign of of don't race anymore period Mm. but i don't think that's gonna happen because i think that my problem the last however many years has been that i have been so unprepared and so out of shape that i didn't want to get a start so i was terrified of the start because i had to just i I just didn't want to get it Mm -hmm. it wasn't safe for me to get it it wasn't safe for me to not get it i think my mindset or i I think my mindset will be different going into houston in that i'm going to qualify well i I very well i'll qualify top 10 Mm-hmm. If I qualify top 10, I'm going to get a top five gate pick, at which point I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to have a sweet gate pick. I'm going to want to get the start. Yeah, dude. So I think it's going to be different. You're
0: going to be lined up next to some factory dudes, bro. Like, yeah. it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you got it. I think the biggest thing that we always ran into last year is, I mean, who am I to talk? But whatever. It's a podcast. We're here to give stupid opinions. Right. So the biggest thing for you is you never rode around people. So as as soon as that gate right. dropped and you're like, oh, there's 20 people around me, I don't want to be near any of you guys. Like, you know what I mean? If that
1: has changed, because you're, you're doing motos with other dudes, right? Especially the last week, I've been doing motos like really on top of people. So good. like yesterday, for example, it was just Chance, myself and Jonah. So it was just us three. And the first moto, uh, Michael Burns sent Chance out first, Jonah out second, and I went out third. I think we're doing just five lappers immediately. I get right into the back of Jonah and now I'm just like exploring the whole track, running it in on him, like trying to make the pass wherever I can. And I, it was like, if you had seen that the way I was riding it, it was like, Holy cow. He's actually being aggressive. My pass that I actually made on him ended up being like kind of a block pass. And I didn't feel uncomfortable where I know for a fact, if I had been that close to somebody, Not even in a race, just in a practice scenario, just being that close to somebody, I didn't trust my ability because I didn't have enough seat time to be able to dodge things where now it's like, I just feel like I could put the bike wherever I need to. And I just feel really, really comfortable. Therefore, confident. It's going to be interesting.
0: It's going to be interesting. I have some wicked ideas of what I want to do content wise this year.
1: Mm. Like, Are we doing anything mic'd up?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. There will be elements for sure, but I want to, I have a vision in my head. I don't know if I even want to give it away because if I give it away. People might get excited and then we might not be able to even do it. But the vision that I have in my head for this year is going to be pretty freaking spectacular. Just like no other YouTube channel would be doing it like this, you know? Like no other channel would oh, be doing good. it like this. It's gonna be so, like what I want to do if we can pull it off, will be such on another level. Oh, it's gonna be sick.
1: I just so hope. What's we can making you say this though? Like, did it go well at San Diego? Because I haven't debriefed with you at all. San Diego
0: then. went well, except for a major piece that we missed. Right, and you? Yes, you have. So, okay. What is Cameraman been up to? I just got back from San Diego. I went and spent the whole day with Jet. It was awesome. It was awesome. Got some great content with Jet. Just, I mean, Jet just welcomed me in with open arms, which was great. That is, I'm actually very surprised. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I am thrilled as to yeah, how San awesome. Diego went. Jet was just stoked. Brought, brought me in. I got to follow him around. We did some shots. He answered a bunch of your guys's Moto Academy questions. Um, like a bunch of them. Uh, really good, some of them were really funny, some of them were actually, you know, pretty good, right? Um, super excited for you guys to see that. Moto Academy members only. Like that plug, Albert? Plug. <laughs> motoacademy.com. Yep, all right, moving right along. And uh, yeah, just got really good content. Except with a big asterisk is I couldn't find him at the end of the night because he was going and doing press conferences and all that stuff. I waited out of the truck. I tried. So, would have loved to get a debrief. Um, and I was gonna ask you, not on the podcast, but we're here anyway. Do um, you remember when we did this with Hunter last year? We just ha- we just did a FaceTime call with him and recorded it. Oh yeah. I wonder if yeah. we I wonder if we could do one of those just to recap it, and that would just tie the a nice little bow on the whole video. Um, okay. But we can, yeah, s- we can do that cuz he's in California, right? So I was I was so funny cuz I was like, "Oh, maybe like you and Ryan can just catch him for a minute at the track." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, he's still in California."
1: Um Yeah. Hunter's there now too, so. In California? Oh, the Lawrence's are in California. Oh, weird. Tate Oh, matter of fact, I haven't seen Tate in a while. <laughs> Where's Tate? Where is Tate at, dude? What uh, the heck, Tate? Dude, I Oh,
0: man. it's not even like the videos I want to make for this year are super like groundbreaking. They're just so it's, it's just a very different style than we've ever tried and not a style that anyone has done before. And did you film jets video at San Diego in this way or no? Um, I, I would say I was 50% there. Okay. I was about 50% there. Um, what I did with Jet videos with Jet's video for San Diego is I started to build the story and take a deep dive into his relationship with Christian and the relationship yeah. with Christian and Jet and how they work together and who they are and and it was really it's a really good story and I barely start like barely scratched the surface I'd love to go into more depth onto those two because you have the two guys at the highest level just joking around all day. Factory team winning the main event, winning the heat race, qualifying P1, that qualifying lap was unflippin' believable. And they're just like screwing around, like barely making it to places on time because they're like, it. except when they're on the starting gate and then everything changes. It's a very interesting story um and i and i started to tell that story in this video which i'm super excited about so um yeah the future is bright dude the future is bright i think I, I yeah
1: i'm excited oh i am too i i honestly was expecting that you would show up and not even be able to get the pass oh 100% that you needed that, that is, is yeah 100% i was mentally preparing myself for that i'm like oh well Oh well, we tried. No, and I was I was right. So you got your that. pass no problem. Was Lucas was there, right?
0: Lucas was there. Lucas was like, dude, we got to go deep into BTS today. I was like, yeah,
1: freaking right we can. Um, wow. he was So Lucas just basically Lucas just woke up on the right side of the bed.
0: Yes, it was I was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing.
1: Gave me the time
0: of day, talked to me a bunch. It was super great. Super great. Um, like just Did you get sushi? Oh, dude. Oh, I want
1: it so bad. Albert. I want it so bad.
0: Albert. It was Was as good as we remember. It was just as good as we remember. Oh Oh my gosh. Okay. So here, two things. One, you know, I'll skip the other one. Yeah. Let's just talk about sushi. So literally part of the reason I wanted to go. So I wanted to go to San Diego because last year we went to San Diego. It was in Petco Park, right? Different stadium this year also. But, um, we went to this sushi place just out of nowhere. This was the first time I ever, I ever ate sushi like as a meal. Like I had tried a piece before. Like we, AJ and I go to P.F. Chang's all the time when we're traveling. That it seems to be one of the go-to spots. Just solid, you know, it's just good. Um, he always gets a shrimp to roll. I tried a few pieces of those before this. I was like, yeah, this, I can get down with this because the seaweed thing freaked me out. I don't eat fish, I only eat raw fish still which is weird but yeah dude we went to this place called full moon in san diego and it was so good we went with my buddy jack and cade do you remember that we were what, cade was with us. cade was with i us. don't remember that part yes cade was there we got so many rolls. we got like oh we just kept going and going and going and it was so good we went back the next day <laughs> like again um Oh, dude, it it was just... Did
1: you get the same thing? I remember the same one one, The roll that was, like, cooked or it was hot? Yes,
0: because it was called the full moon. It was called Mm -hmm. the name of the... That's how I remembered it. But, yes, so I went back, got it. It, I don't even know what it is. It's, like, a crab, not California roll. It's, like, a crab roll with, like, asparagus in it, and then it had hot, like, temperature hot shrimp something on top. Dude, oh, my gosh, it's so good. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah it yeah. was so good so yes got was sushi the sta-
1: was the stadium new like is it a new build from no?
0: my understanding is everyone was talking about it as if the stadium itself was new not just new to us and it seemed new it was very nice dude it was like the quality of petco
1: but it was just a hmm. square stadium instead of a triangle. was the commute from the pits to the stadium uh 10 miles no no like petco no it was a piece of cake oh nice yeah big
0: hill big hill we had to go up Um, the stadium security did it wrong, which, Oh my gosh, I could rant about this forever. Stadium security kills me. Okay. One, they never know what is happening Two, all the stadiums have different rules. And then three, like, here's what happens. This is what this stadium did is you, everyone had to go through bag check and security to get into the stadium. Okay. And then the way it works is there is a link between the stadium and the pits. And stadiums who, like, have common sense, that's it. You you go through your bag check to get into the stadium, and then you can go freely between the stadium and the pits, right? This was one of those stadiums where you have to go bag check security into the stadium, bag check security into the pits, bag check security into the stadium Mm -hmm. again, even though it's blocked off and connected so no one could go into the pits and then go into the stadium for the first time. It's like everyone had to go through bag check like four times throughout the day, and it's just like,
1: what are you doing but you bringing the camera in was never an issue yeah like they didn't fine. care they
0: didn't care which was great okay um that's good yeah i it was because th- nobody knows what's happening so i'm learning if you just have the right amount of confidence it works uh, yes yeah confidence Where'd you learn that from well <laughs> i don't know it's been a long time coming um but uh yeah so stadium was good stadium was good track was cool pits were good it was freaking cold though oh you would have been miserable really yeah, it was like 40 degrees it's freezing Ooh, yeah no thanks it was freezing
1: but san diego was what, anything, below yeah. sep- anything below anything below 70 yeah not now, now that i live in florida nope
0: <laughs> yeah wait until we are we racing minneapolis this year is that on the schedule uh,
1: no but indy is yeah. detroit is oh boy
0: hey well indy detroit was bad detroit's cold indy my first year of supercross the covid year was freezing. It was snowing. It was all sorts of stuff. The second year of India wasn't so bad. It was like,
1: yeah, 50s. India is typically, I think, late enough in the season where it's hit or miss. Yep. I think. Or just geographically, it's hit or miss.
0: Oh, I just got a flight to Houston confirmation. So that's good. Oh, Um, well, so, hey, let's talk about Supercross. Can we talk about Supercross for a hot minute? Supercross. I have an idea. This is a segment that we used to do in our high school sports show. Okay. Okay. We had a high school, our high school was EHS, so we called it EHSBN. Um, (laughs) Super fun. It was like, if you were a cool kid, you were like on the cast of that sports show. Anywho, we did something to recap games called top five, bottom five. Okay and we're gonna adapt that for Supercross, all right? So I, it's okay. totally subjective, these are totally my opinions, <laughs> okay? So that's where it gets a little weird,
1: because I chose- Oh, so the, you've chosen the top five, I chose five. the top five moments and the bottom five moments. So I just have to talk about them off the cuff as if I also helped put together the top five, bottom five? Exactly. Or do and I? Okay. And
0: if you wanna add to them, you can. I actually only have four bottom fives. <laughs> so I'm Unbelievable. one, okay. one, one Making short on rules the already. I had five and five for Anaheim but not as many weird things happened. Um, But we never podcasted after Anaheim? No. Whoops. We tried. We gave it a good effort. All right, would you like to start with the top five or the bottom five?
1: Well, how did you used to do it? I'd say start with the bottom. Yeah, we started with the bottom five. Yeah, let's start with the bottom.
0: All right, we're gonna start with the bottom five. Hit me with it. First one, Max Voland
1: what oh oh boy
0: okay so let's talk about anaheim right oh max volan okay no let's talk about last year dude okay so last year max volan wasn't making mains i remember you beat him out twice you beat him out in st louis and then you beat him in qualifying another day At,
1: at atlanta on the two stroke yes on the two stroke holy cow because I remember, remember that story, how somebody came over, it was either Jacob Hayes or Kenny Day, I can't remember who, and they were like, you're an American hero. And then <laughs> and then uh, they're like, well, I was just in the KTM rig, and they figured out that Max qualified 21st, which you had to qualify 20 to get to the gate yeah. for the, the way that this one was set up. And they go, uh, they were all bummed out, and they go, well, who qualified 20th? And then somebody from the other side of the rig goes, Damn it, Cat and Zero on the two-stroke. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now which is h- hilarious. But here, also, uh, God, I feel bad for him. Well, hang on. But at the same time. Oh, sorry. Anaheim 1. What did he get at Anaheim 1? Like fourth or fifth? He
0: did? Yeah. And I was like, hallelujah. He was on my top five last week. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. he's back. Like, KTM, he's the factory KTM rider in the 250 class. And I'm like, fourth, fifth place? I don't I actually remember where some people are going to be so mad. I'm not a stats guy. Some people are. Um, I think fourth or fifth sounds about right. But I think somebody it, told me that. Did great. I was like, yes, that's the Max Voland we wanted, you know?
1: And then, and San then Diego. just straight up doesn't make the main. What happened in the heat race? Uh, heat race, he crashed, I think. He raced, it.
0: yeah. Wait, what happened in the heat race? Which was the one that oh, he jumped he ra- into okay. the flat? Heat race, red flag, flag,
1: staggered start, right? Oh, and then he ended himself after the staggered. Ended himself Got in it. the staggered start. Yeah, which was his fault. I remember seeing that. And then the LCQ. Um, was, he like killed a
0: track worker.
1: Yeah, hopefully that guy's okay. Yeah. I, that his LCQ was basically a disaster i mean i guess it started okay he got a horrible start and then he was probably in either ninth or 12th he was like right around like 10th which i mean in an lcq you can start 10th and and make your way up but it's not easy because people are riding like maniacs and it's just really hard i don't care who you are even when i saw chase sexton not get the best start in his lcq Mm -hmm. i was like (gasps) yeah and i'm just like picturing him going by these guys like now the benefit of that is well this could go one of two ways when you're a big name guy it i guess it it would be different in 250 versus 450 when you're a big name guy so if you're Sexton in the lcq when you get up beside somebody and they realize that it's Sexton, they're gonna let you buy right every single person person in that lcq would let sexton buy Whereas if it was me making the pass on somebody, they'd probably be like, oh, Cat and Zero shouldn't be in front of me. I need to get him back. So they'd make an aggressive move to get back on you. That's the benefit of having like that God status in in the LCQ. In the 250 class, it's not really worth as much. I think with the, the 250 guys, it's gonna be 50-50. Some are gonna see that factory KTM of, of Voland and be like, Yeah, go ahead, I'll follow you. Then the other half are probably going to be like, oh, I want to prove a point here. I'm not letting yeah. this guy buy. And I def- like, I'm like i going to do everything I can to not let this guy buy. At, at one point, I thought he had it. Or did he get into a qualifying so, spot and then that's when he flew off the track?
0: I was sitting by the finish line and I was watching him tick off people. And I was like, what? A gr-? Because in the beginning of the LCQ, he wasn't passing people quickly. And I was like, oh, no. Like, what if he just straight up doesn't qualify? Right. And then I think he got up into second or first. Like he made like the rhythm lane before the one he crashed and he made a pass. I'm pretty sure. And I was like, I literally leaned over to Grady. I was like, that's how you manage an LCQ. I'm like, don't get too hotheaded. He just clicked people off consistently the whole time. And then whoop, (laughs) gone. I was like. (laughs) no way bro oh, like man he he I, he was doing so well he was just taking people off he wasn't riding over his head he was taking his time and like in an lcq how on earth do you take your time you know and but there
1: were also i will say devil's advocate here there were people dropping like flies mm. it wasn't like he he was making passes yes but there was also just people f- falling all over the place all around him so he was getting he was being gifted a lot of those spots also like even after he, I think this is after he jumped off the track and got back on, he passed three kids in one turn because like two of them crashed in the whoops and another one got squirrely and kind of <laughs> caught up. And then he jumped the finish line and passed like three more people in the next turn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what's happening here. Yeah. I mean, But yeah, that's definitely deserved of the, the bottom five. He did get up and kept going, which was
0: honorable. Um, but yeah. all that to say is what now? Because now you're two races in And as Max Voland, who wasn't making a lot of mains last year, now you're like, which one's the fluke? Uh, Right? Like, how impossible is it to, like, now walk into Anaheim 2 not knowing, like, I'm sure he will say, I belong in the main. I believe he belongs in the main. I'm a little bit biased. I love Max Voland. I've had great conversations with him. But he's He's also just that good. He's wicked talented, but you got to believe like in your head, it's like, oh, shoot. You know, I got a 50-50 shot as far as this
1: season's concerned, you know. It definitely puts you in a different headspace. I mean, his headspace going into round three versus going into round two after getting top five now coming off that LCQ, he's almost going to be more probably operating like a defensive mode which or conservative mode which isn't a good place to be riding so i don't know maybe maybe i could be totally wrong but i see him as being that type of personality so yeah i feel bad because he is super nice yeah yeah he's an awesome kid you know yeah okay yeah All
0: right. well we'll uh, see what happens uh, too. so okay.
1: so do you rank these as far as like was that the worst one was that fifth or is uh, it just in the bottom five I don't really have an order no
0: that's just okay
1: I, did you I, when you used to do it yes we did when I used to do it but oh, okay so we're gonna put that at fifth we're gonna put that at number five on the bottom five or uh, do you only have four on the bottom five
0: well no I, that, that'll work that'll work that'll Kay. work okay so number well that's that is number four so number three bottom five okay uh, is chase like we don't have to talk much about it. Just a bummer day, you know. Lcq, Plessinger Rex's t- freaking uh, gas tank. Like bummer day. I thought he would do a little bit better than fifth, and I put it in the bottom five because guess who still did very well? Cooper Webb. Oh yeah. Like I yeah. I'm I think one. people are in trouble. No, he's kind of got the El Chupacabra vibe a little bit. Like I remember when Eli,
1: well, well shoot, we gotta talk about Web later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But who, who are we talking about? Chase Sexton. Sexton. Bummer day.
0: Just uh, a bummer day.
1: Well, at least he didn't get hurt. That crash in the whoops looked like that very well could have like tore something. Did you or, see his leg, dude? No, his what? leg in that crash looked. Oh, I know. Scary. I thought you meant he he had some remnants of bruising or something. Uh, no, I know. That's how you tear an ACL or freaking. Oh, who knows? And he's lucky also that he didn't get plowed into. I mean, if Plessinger was a couple inches further to his left, he would have ran into chase. He would have not only ran into chase, but he would have ran into chase when he was like doing the splits. Yes. Which would have been bad. So got to look at that positive. I mean, for that being probably a pretty horrible day, gets taken out in the main by Barsha and still gets fifth after all that. That's not horrible.
0: No, it's not horrible. But do you see Tomac doing worse than fifth this year?
1: that's where no, be, no that's I, where it gets it, horrible i mean i if you were to ask me i would say that tomac and jet would go undefeated the whole year wouldn't that be cool dude i mean tomac looks absolutely ridiculously stupidly good to, I, i've never ever seen i've never seen looks a, effortless i've never seen a bike look that good yeah it looks effortless it's unbelievable yeah however yeah, so, I, I had Webb to win this weekend and i have him to win next weekend as good as he was riding he didn't really pull away from web that's incredible but then again reeled him back in like think about what style track that was right awkward tight inside turns bunch of weird little chicanes like that was a cooper web track yes yes it was yeah he's mr inside guy yeah yeah oh and he did a couple of those inside moves that i was just like i know that he's capable of doing it but i was like holy yeah he's like that guy can make such a tight turn
0: I would love to see like the difference between Cooper Webb's bike and Aaron Plessinger's bike. Cause I feel like no part is the same.
1: <laughs> oh, they've gotta be very different.
0: Oh they've my gosh. Be. But anyway, so yeah, Chase Sexton. Um, we're gonna come back to this. I have one guy oh. in the top five and the bottom five for different reasons. Okay. That, do you know who that guy Malcolm is? Malcolm Stewart. Malcolm Stewart. Bottom five i saw that crash on the first lap i was like dude you can't do that (laughs) in the main i was just like he wins his
1: first he was that his first heat race win no they said it was his fifth oh it was his fifth which sounds crazy i don't remember him ever winning a heat race but i thought as he was about to cross the finish i'm like wow this is sick this is his first heat race and they go oh for his fifth heat race win i'm like huh you sure yeah wow really i mean it was he looked he looked good, too. And his bike looks good. He looks great. A- dude, Anaheim won. He looked amazing. Yeah. Looked amazing. Yeah, I, I can't wait because you've got to feel like it's only a matter of time until he wins one of these things. I'm excited for that. Oh, he he, he deserves it.
0: I, I think as hard as it is to believe that anyone could beat Eli this year on the right day. I don't know. I think Malcolm can get his first win this year. I mean, dude, I have just from the energy from the crowd. I'll tell you what. People love Malcolm. Last yeah. year, people loved Malcolm. This Did the year- the get hyped up when oh, he was- Dude, like you wouldn't believe it. Like when he won that heat race, people were just, even when he was doing the podium interview, I mean, it was just erupting the whole, it, people love Malcolm. Wow, like, yeah, they do. Yeah, really cool. I think, dude, it, I just hope we're there when he gets that first main event win, because that place is gonna, the roof's gonna cave.
1: It's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, he deserves it. Okay. So do we just cover his top top five and his bottom five in that one? Yeah, I'll count that as top five and bottom five. Okay, so
0: who do you think my number one bottom five is? I'll give you a hint. He didn't start the race this week in the 250 class on a green dirt bike. His name starts with A.
1: And it oh, ends with uh, Austin. <laughs> Austin Forkner. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. What? I just don't even have anything to Speaking say. Speaking of feeling bad for people, did you see his, uh, or was I in the car with you when we watched his post? Yeah. Yeah. We were, to get, we were together for that? Yeah. Where was that? When was that?
0: Yeah, right. There was no race last weekend. That was two weeks ago. Dude, we haven't podcasted in a long time.
1: Oh my really? gosh, Yeah. That long? That was for the fire yeah. will trip holy cow yeah that's right i remember watching that clip whoa is we watched it with fire at will did not we yeah yeah i and that was a pretty like depressing clip oh
0: i was i'm just torn up i here's the thing obviously we're partnered with jet i love jet he's a great kid but i'm a fan of the sport right like i want to see close races just as much as. and austin guy.
1: is super 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 nice Amy. have you
0: done a class with him yet have you no, filmed I've, a class with him I've never spoke to him he's been hurt the whole oh. time that I've been in this Oh, yeah and but he's so fast dude mm-hmm. I mean he's he is so fast and oh dude it's just I'm just bombed. but here's my question for you what happens next for Austin Forkner
1: I don't do you think he did yeah, I don't think he loses the ride which is crazy on one hand if you think about it because like how many chances could a person get but on the other hand it's like well when he comes back he when he's not hurt he's fast he's and he's good. certainly deserved it of a of, of a ride when he is actually operating and, and riding and racing so that's tough but it's like how do you draw i mean if i was mitch i would just i would be drawing up a contract that was very much you're getting paid when you're racing hmm. you know what i mean so if the, if the contract was drawn up in that way then then i was mitch i would keep him as long as he wanted to be racing hmm. i think he has a good following for the most part fan wise i think he's nice and respectful i think he's fast and he could be competitive uh, so as a team owner I would give him a ride if as long as I wasn't having to pay for him every time he got hurt and I don't think that this would be necessarily man I don't know some people are just more delicate than others <laughs> it seems right well it, it's like, a, like at There's certain yeah, pe- there's certain people that when they hit the ground you're like <gasps> and then there's people like sexton or jet is a great example of one jet jet could hit the ground time and time again and you're like nope he's fine like he just i I don't know there's i don't know i don't know what that is if they just know how to crash better if they just have different bone structure or uh well i don't know
0: but it's it's crazy right because it's like chase sexton's crash looked way worse than austin's and austin's knee blew up you know and it's like yeah it's weird it's weird how that's the scary part, I guess, is just the little bit can make a big difference. But yeah, I am wow. so bummed. I was so looking forward, like I literally going into the season, I was like, I want Forkner and Adam to finish the season. That's all I want. I don't care what they get. I just want them to finish. You know, um, yeah, crazy. What a freaking yeah, bummer.
1: Wow. I was so looking forward to that. What a well, bummer. Heal up, Austin. Yeah, for real. Because that is that is a bummer.
0: That's the worst. Okay, top five. Was- what oh all right right no, into it
1: top five no Where you to not
0: go right into it what were you about to say <laughs> oh, i thought we had one more left in the bottom five no i ran out okay okay <laughs> i only had four in the bottom five all okay. right top five top five let Least me try program. to com- well now i have to come up with an order um we already covered malcolm stewart so we have four left excellent uh okay let's start with
1: 250 guys how about that great enzo freaking lopes dude yeah whoa yeah in my opinion, he probably deserves number 1 or 2 in the top 5. He is riding extremely well. Doesn't look out of control. Actually looks very technically sound, getting extremely good starts, leading laps twice now. Yeah. Right? Yes. Anaheim heat race and San Diego heat race for like extended periods of time, not just like get the whole shot and lead for two turns and then give it up, leading for multiple laps. Uh each time person does that their confidence just does this like yeah and if that keeps happening multiple weekends in a row there's a lot of riders out there that you'll never see reach their full potential because they can't seem to find that little edge of confidence on race day Enzo is the type of person I've seen it firsthand riding at Club MX he is very 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 fast and I think I've heard the team say this before somebody's been saying this that he is not operating at full capacity on race day yet just because he's still a little nervous there's still things going on i think he's getting closer to that so what did he get in the main Uh, top five again did he get top five both times i yeah definitely i think um that's incredibly impressive but at the same time not surprising because i've spent i've been around him a bunch when he's training and i've just i've seen he you could just tell i mean you just know when somebody's like riding at that higher level he's riding at that higher level uh he got fourth yeah
0: in front wow. of pierce brown now here's wow the, dude here's what's crazy wow. he is finishing in front of all of the star yamahas and <laughs>
1: has in everything i think in all the I, qualifyings and in everything he if he keeps this up he definitely is gonna have a big pay raise from club mx next year oh yeah So much so to the point where like I don't know if Club of Mexico can they afford to pay that? I I don't know. I mean that I'm curious what he gets paid, period. But it's gonna go way up. Way up. Only insider information
0: I know about Enzo Lopes is when we were at club with him. I just remember there was a day where like People weren't sure if they were really going to ride or not, but there was going to be rain the next day. So we're like, okay, let's ride, you know, and we all get down there and you're tired. And, uh, Kyle Peters is hanging out and like all the other guys are just kind of chilling. And Enzo's like, I just, Enzo looks at everybody. He's like, can we go ride now? Like he just has that mentality of it's like do or die. You know, it was really cool to see a club. And what's crazy is this was last year. And now I see it paying off this year. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, he qualified P1 at Anaheim 1. Like, that is, that's ridiculous. Really cool. In front of Jet. What? Like, wait, did he end up qualifying P1 or was it just the first first qualifier? But But
1: still, yeah.
0: And that track was mangled. Like, yeah. Enzo Lopes, dude. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Really
1: good for him. Really fun to watch.
0: Really fun to watch um next one we can i think oh, okay. i
1: i think i'm capable of doing that too but it wouldn't happen this year it would be that one year delay in the payoff type situation you know what i mean yeah like where last year he was solid but it wasn't quite all there didn't get hurt came into this season healthy it takes a couple of years to to build and develop that yeah but dude on club mx
0: it's not a factory team and he's beating factory guys like i just i love that i love watching yeah. that um we can kind of breeze yeah. breeze over the next one. Oh, okay. Who jet? Uh no, we'll get to that. Uh just okay. Dude, Cooper Webb is yeah, I mean he's back. Like okay. that's just
1: awesome. I'm just stoked. I'm just stoked. You know. Mr. Mr. Tight insides. <laughs> Mr. Tight insides. His bike looks good too. Yeah. Just if, the difference from last me, year. Dude, the last year, like, was he even getting on the podium last year? Like, i can't remember i don't think not so good. if he did it only happened maybe once or twice i uh, f- you're asking the wrong guy and i'm a little bit i guess i'm a little bit biased because my very first
0: year of supercross with was Webb just dominating you know um it was him and and yeah, it I came down remember. to him and he and roxon like at, mm. at the last race and right, right. came out first and like it was pretty close and we're like Webb could win this thing and then Webb started way back and it ended up roxon was in 10th i remember this he finished 10th yep. at at salt lake and Webb won it and it was the end of my first supercross season so obviously i was like you know special um but yeah man I, it's good to see him back because i i think everybody agrees i mean yeah barsha got third this week that's freaking amazing But everyone knows at the end of the championship, it's Eli, Webb, and Sexton. And I just really hope it goes down to the last. Imagine if it went down to the last round with those three. They all get good starts now. All
1: of a sudden, Eli gets good starts. Like, oh, dude. Well, you know what I just thought of? We should do a team trip to Salt Lake. Yeah. Like, I don't want to race it necessarily. It's too much work to get the van out there. But if we just, if we're able to find cheap flights, we all just fly out and hang out. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd, that'd be, be really, really fun. Yeah,
0: just like yeah, that'd be a that'd be a blast. That'd be a blast. So the only problem with Salt Lake is it is the hardest place to get to. Like on in the really? country. It's so hard to get to? Yeah, like I always have to fly out of Boston. Like you literally can't even oh. get there from where I live. But oh, I wish they were still doing it in Vegas. Oh well. I know. It's there's it was different. Okay, I'm It was better. I'm brutally screwing up the order of these, by the way. Top five has no. What order. Do we got two. Um, yeah, there's two more. Great, uh, but the number one is not the number one. But I want to talk about. I don't like not even just Ken Roxon. I think Suzuki deserves a spot in the top five <laughs> because and like here's what I really, like. I one, Anaheim won Anaheim. One we came out with all the memes of like they had three bikes in the main event. By the way, yeah.
1: That's pretty impressive.
0: That's very itself. impressive. But also, Roxon he got fifth. Anaheim one and fourth this weekend, I believe.
1: Yep, and easily could have podium <laughs> that had he yes. gotten around Barsha a little quicker, he would have. He, that that was his podium. The
0: memes were hilarious. It's like Roxon just got fifth on a 2003 Suzuki 450. Go buy yourself some training, you know, which is true. But here's what I realized this week: I realized that like because when it, when Roxon said he was going to go to Suzuki, I was. I would have been the first to say like i don't really know if that's a good idea it didn't really like i would have said ah, do your own program on a honda on a bike you're comfortable with all this stuff but then this week it clicked like and it's so simple i don't know why i didn't see it like this before roxon can't lose on a suzuki because if he does terrible everyone's like well Everybody. yeah he's on a suzuki right and it's like
1: and if he does great it's like oh my gosh he's on a suzuki yeah and that's the best mindset to be in Right. especially for a talented rider like that yeah so that and that's i think that's why i picked him as being a one winner when we had our supercross preview because i just like i knew that that was the mentality that he would have mm. it's he's gonna get a podium on that bike which is cool yeah he could even win on that bike maybe he and could. under the right circumstances pretty cool i think you wonder sorry. did it look good in person like did the bike seem to be working okay <laughs> well, I mean, and,
0: Suzuki's like dumb in person but yeah I mean he looked really? he, he looked totally fine you know I mean like I just don't like the plastics I think they look dumb but I don't hate the bike that that's for sure um so you, what's our last top five well I want to just wrap up the Suzuki conversation oh sure with saying I'm just so glad that I think a vast majority of people might are definitely looking at Suzuki different because we've so written them off as the cheap bikes that are terrible. And yes, Roxon's not riding a OEM Suzuki, but no one on that track is riding an OEM bike, except for you. Um, and it's like, this is a great option. It's a great option. As long as you're willing to kick the thing, I, I'm all for like cheap dirt bikes that hold up and are decent yeah. and are safe
1: i'm all about it i'm excited Yeah, because for that. it's not even like it's a bike that like oh well it's cost effective but it breaks down quite often right. so you it's not like it's oh, not an not ssr that
0: you can get yeah. for three grand right that will yeah. literally break the first time you ride it no suzuki's are i've heard they're like almost bulletproof bikes you know and it's like um yeah they're slow but i'm, I'm all excited for, to do some yeah.
1: videos on it when driver jamie brings it down yep next week uh i'm excited to Put a little time on it. I think yeah. it'll be fun. I'm all for it. I'm all
0: for it. Okay. Excited about that. Uh, and this is totally not number one, but we're going to talk about it last. Is, and it's a big, it's a, not a big part, but a fun part of the San Diego video that I'm making right now was Jets qualifying lap, dude. It just proves a lot.
1: Now, did you see I what happened? I think s- I well no i go ahead okay, but i so thought that i saw it came in qualifier two pretty deep in that practice or was it like last lap well, in the practice so it was the last lap that he could have put in okay he
0: doubled the finish line sat down when he landed looked up at the board saw that rj no. had just beat him and then pinned it set the fastest no. lap of 250s and the second fastest lap of the day behind eli or whoever qualified first and he landed the finish line and sat looked down up, for a second, looked up and was like, Oh, RJ got in front of me and then blasted one out of the corner and set the fastest lap.
1: He, came, no he literally,
0: dude, I have a shot. He came off the track and looked straight at me, which was incredible and was like,
1: did you see that like he couldn't believe it he was literally like how did that just happen like oh my god and that, and so he, did you get did you get all that on film
0: no i didn't get any of it i didn't know oh. <laughs> it was the last lap. no and i was like that was one of the that was the qualifier i went back early to get him coming off the track but it's good because mm-hmm. i was gonna have one or the other and i'd rather have the reaction um but yeah, he also crashed on the first lap of that practice. He like whiskey throttled oh, off that's the track. right.
1: That was a weird crash, but holy crap, I'm still, I cannot believe because I, now that I remember, they didn't show his last lap. They showed the one that pretty deep into that time qualifier, put him to the top of the board, and then RJ got him with like less than a minute to go. Yes. And the lap that they showed Jet, they showed it in its entirety, it was a cruiser lap. Like it was, he was just chilling. Mm-hmm yeah and so that what that tells me is that that is very realistic for jet to have landed that finish line and just done one of these for a second that is that is so boss (laughs) could you imagine being that good to where you land the look up when you go in for a heater (laughs) lap you are hitting the corner before the finish line as fast as you can you're scrubbing the finish which by the way that was a finish line that you would definitely scrub Mm -hmm. because Time starts on the takeoff. In fact, time starts usually at the bottom of the takeoff. Yeah. You can't just cruise into your... your. I mean, he would have lost a second. That, But this is... He's more than that. It just proves
0: the suspicion of everyone's looking at Jet and be like, man, he doesn't quite look like he's riding as hard as he can
1: in the mains. Like, he's winning the mains by he's seconds. He's not. And, and he's and not. He's like, and wow, I've, he doesn't look. You like hear he's... people say that all the time. It's like, oh, sure. I've even heard Jet say it in the past before I've trained with him, and I was like, yeah, sure, that's easy to say. No, right? he's he's what? What do you think his percentage is in the main event? Oh, it's probably eighty. Yeah, it's eighty sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. And he, but that twenty percent additional that he could very comfortably ride within because he rides so often, he could operate at a hundred percent and be totally safe still. Hmm. uh He could gain another second and a half. Dang. Probably. I mean, watching him, watching him train every day at the dog pound, it's just like, what the? And I called it before the season started. Barring anything, and this is maybe a lot. This was easy to call, but he will go undefeated this season. There's no way he won't, unless something crazy happens. Mm. He's just. But I, I would honestly think that Hunter could do the same on the East Coast. Yeah, I hope Hunter does. I, uh, dude, it's just—I mean—that qualifying lap just That's put it so funny that he did that.
0: Literally goes over the finish line, looks up the board, sees that he's not first, and then hits it in the corner and then starts like insane. When you're I, fighting, I wish somebody got that. Oh, everyone's fighting for hundreds of a second in qualifying, and this dude's just chilling, looking. Okay, yeah, I'll go now. and then makes I uh,
1: just wow, he, that's incredible. The next thing good. he's got to do is like what Stuart used to do is just get the top qualifying time and then just leaf. pull off and get your mechanic and leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just awesome. needs to start doing that. Now, I, honorable mention,
0: RJ's fast this year. I mean, yeah. he is fast, but it's like then you're like, well, what percentage is RJ at? And I don't know. Oh 100. but 100. You it sure looks like it. <laughs> and obviously there's, there's nobody there too,
1: there's nobody in there's nobody besides tomac and jet right now that aren't riding at 100 percent the entire time tomac has been able to not at a1 because of what was happening but uh san diego tomac was definitely put into cruise mode like wasn't at 100 but closer to it than jet has been forced to operate at so far and you saw it in the main event too right because Wasn't it like McAdoo was in second for a lot of that race. McAdoo started to catch him and watching it on TV. I wasn't even the slightest bit concerned. I was just like, oh, this will be interesting. Watch what happens now. And Mm -hmm. then he just goes right back pulling away again. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy how easily he could just manage the lead from the front like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the main, after you crossed the start straight. Yeah. He was taking that inside and tripling still and I was just like how on earth are you doing that out of what looks like a flat slick corner everyone else is doubling he's just tripling over the thing I don't know man it yeah he's he's good he and it's crazy it's still crazy for me like it's still crazy for me that I I mean he's it he's the he's the guy dude he's making history right in front of our eyes and we're partnered with him I'm over here yeah. hanging out with him all day, shooting videos like whatever and
1: yeah, I always he's forget that good. I always forget about that. But that that's the case. He is yeah.
0: he is the guy. People will be talking about this kid for the next 15 years, you know, like wild. It's so fun to watch. So fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Well. Well. Do are we not doing questions today? Well, that hour hour. was an hour. The, okay, my my plan oh, okay. for top five. Well, can bottom we record five. again? Though, can we record record twice this week or something? Or
0: well, I wanted to do two today, but I understand if you. I mean, it's six thirty. You probably want to eat dinner, but, um, I I for the future I expect top five bottom five to be much shorter than that. But then okay. again, we missed a week and it's the beginning of the season, so there's a lot to
1: talk right. about. But, um, I'm excited. This season's gonna be freaking sweet. Like, it's gonna be good i promise we won't disappear like that for multiple weeks on end we're doing our best over here we will have a permanent podcast location sooner than later i know we've been saying that for a while but it will happen and it will be epic when it does and we'll be recording all the time shoot if we have a permanent podcast location i'll we'll just i'll just record every day even if it's by myself why not might as well Uh, send in your questions by the way for the two people still listening so my mom and driver jamie make sure that you go into the direct messaging system inside of the moto academy app send in your questions dirt bike advice life advice girlfriend advice i can teach you guys how to get a girlfriend Mm -hmm. um what else what else am i good at uh you know pump and iron you want workout advice do you want what car do you want to buy next? Do you want to ask us? Sure, ask us. We'll give you advice, right or wrong, take it or leave it. Send them to Cameraman Cam, vertical video, please. Vertical video, not text. Or horizontal video. Or horizontal, even better. Video.
0: If you just don't send it as a text message, please just send it as a video.
1: It has to be a video. If it's text message, he'll respond to you probably, I, th- I think, yeah, I'm but nice. he won't, we won't make it to the podcast. So if you want to get in the podcast, send a video to cameraman cam inside the app go to club.themotoacademy.com and subscribe if you aren't already uh and shout out driver jamie can't wait to see you in a couple days shout out to my mom uh in fact i don't know why i keep shouting out my mom because she doesn't even watch this deep into the episodes but i know driver jamie does so shout out driver jamie driver jamie does yes <laughs> driver jamie for sure does and i respect him for that okay well moto academy podcast that was fun toodaloo